welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Happy Halloween, Fright School. Happy Halloween, Joe. Happy Halloween. Happy uh, anniversary. Yes, happy anniversary. Is this six? I always this is six. six. Yes, six, six, magical six. Yeah, years of this bullshit with you. I know. What the fuck? I know. Why are we still here? Why are we here? We've been in this dark room for six long years. Yeah, I have Stockholm syndrome now. <laughs> That's exactly what's happened. I am. I'm so much. I'm so fucked up now with the yeah. horror, with the horror awesome. stuff. I love it. Good. Um, Remain that way. I'm laughing at things. <laughs> People get their heads blown off. I'm laughing. Like it's. Yeah. I don't know what's become of me. Yeah. I might need to call the exorcism. Mm-hmm. You know, get Vera and fucking Patrick over here. You yeah. Know, what are their names in The Conjuring? Oh, Lorraine and Ed. Yeah. Get, yeah, yeah. Get them. Get them over here. No, I don't need them fucking up my magic, you know. I've poisoned you. I've spread my, my like, horcrux kind of energy yes, exactly. into you. You were going to say seed, weren't you? No, I, no was, okay. I was thinking the horcrux. <laughs> That's not exactly what I meant either, but, you know. It's like the more people I convert to the dark side, the bigger my power grows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I guess it's time to get rid of you and find a new co-host. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> Good luck. Right. I, yeah. Who else is going to do this shit with me? Just you, Joe. I love it. You know what? There are people who, it's funny, like when you do a podcast, everyone wants to do a podcast with you. And it's like, I don't want to work with you. I mm. only want to work with Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's entirely true. You've done some other cool stuff. Yeah. And which one is the one still standing? <laughs> well, that's because you don't live far from me. So you can make it work. <laughs> I mean, no, we, pandemic. No, pandemic, I know, I yeah, know, I know. Yeah. No, of course. I'm just being, I'm just being self-deprecating so I don't get too big of an ego. Oh, well. Over the wildly popular Fright School <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's good that you know that about yourself. Yes. Anyways, all right. So before we get into it, mm-hmm. we're going to, we're going to give a couple minutes and we're going to try to keep this quick to little Miss Tay-Tay. Uh, and her new record, because we were we meant to discuss it last week, and we did not. Um, so little Taylor Swift put out a record, and we were kind of talking about it uh, before. So just wanted to real quick chat, because I actually am enjoying it, and which really shocked. I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan. No. Um, I was called Basic by a Swifty, because the only real song I liked by her was Style. Um, wow, but I like the eighties. She was trying to insult you. Yeah, but she you was basic. like twenty something. I'm like, girl, you beige, get yeah. out of here. <laughs> uh, but anyways, because I am the type of person I am. When I saw that, I my like music apps that I have, of course, like everybody, you know, it's here's what's new. Like mm-hmm. check out. I will. I'll listen to anything. Like I will check out new stuff. So I was like, oh, Taylor Swift put out a new record. And I kind of liked how she described it as like songs for midnight or whatever. You know, thing. Yeah. I was just like, I kind of like the concept that she's going for. So yeah. I'll listen to it. I really like that about you, though, that you you are open. You're not like, I'm not going to listen to this. Or you, you have no. an open, you don't deny yourself pleasure. <laughs> Well, because you never know when you might enjoy something. Like yeah. I said, I was not a big Miley Cyrus fan. I love Plastic Hearts. I, and so I get to have that album and that, that I love. And so if she makes... 
any more music that I don't like, that's fine. I could still like this thing, you know, and the same with yeah. Taylor Swift. It like, doesn't I'm, defer your enjoyment or no, exactly. yeah, impede on your enjoyment. I should yeah, say. I just, I kind of, t- you know, sometimes people get all like, I've followed Madonna since I was a kid. So, like, I get people changing their sound, changing their look, changing their style. Like, that's a thing. So, I'm totally into, like, uh, you know, people could check in and, like, love a certain record by an artist and then never listen to them again. Yeah. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But the Swifties, though, they are, like... Yeah, but it's... They they are... And all artists have that. Yeah. All artists have people that are like committed to every fucking record that they make and love everything they do. You know, I'm certainly that way with Melissa. I, I, you know, I mean, I can be objective and say, yeah, there are songs I don't like. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we all have the people that we follow and support, and that's perfectly acceptable. So I don't want to take anything away from the Taylor Swift fans. But my point, actually, is to be it was to, to attempt uh, to be positive, uh, which is very difficult for me, apparently. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I listened to the record and then I listened to it again because I was like, this is actually kind of cool. And there are reasons for that. I think one, this record feels to me, it has a lot of like creepy elements on it that remind me of like Fever Ray and The mm-hmm. Knife. Uh, mm-hmm. There's some really cool sparse percussive stuff. There's some neat bass lines. Yeah. I think if you listen to Fever Ray's Concrete Walls and Vigilante Shit by Taylor Swift, you'll definitely hear what I'm talking about. That's yeah. kind of the most obvious. But there are other songs that, like she does these cool vocal manipulations that are very reminiscent of, of Fever Ray and The Knife uh, and other like witch house doomy mm-hmm. kind of pop music. Is that what the subgenre is called? Witch House? That's what people called Fever Ray's first record, Witch House. Okay. Uh, now, it was kind of a thing then. Like, those that sort of, like, the vocal manipulations, the droning mm-hmm. kind of synths, which is, that's a lot in this Taylor Swift record. There's a lot of droning kind of synth sounds and bass lines and then, like, sparse, like, you know, percussive moments or, like, little hits of things that I'm just like, wow, there's a lot of, there's a spaciousness in this record that reminds me a lot of other stuff that I like. So I listened to it. I listened to it again. I've listened to a few of the songs a couple more times. So, yeah, I'm really digging it. So I just wanted to kind of throw it out there that, uh, you know, I'm liking this Taylor Swift record. Nice. I'm I'm not a Swifty by any means, but I was also, like, I follow, I listen to Las Culturistas. They're Swifties. They're very excited for this. And so seeing... I'm curious to hear the next episode of their podcast because uh, okay. they're probably going to do uh, when folklore came out, which was Taylor Swift's last album. They did a whole thing about folklore. Um, and so I'm curious to see if they're going to like how they're going to be. So I'm, I'm listening to the record in anticipation of that. Um, that's how I love experiencing podcasts these days. And like, I'm going to consume this culture because I know the people I like are going to talk about it. I love that. Um, that's how I hope that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're also uh, you're also uh, feeling that way about us. And, and if you do, we appreciate you. Um, <laughs> I know sometimes I tell people because, uh, you, like, they saw I was watching something. Like, I post, you know, the, you know oh, watching this movie, that mm-hmm. movie. And then people send me messages like, what do you think of it? I'm like, you have to listen to Freight School. Like, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> If you want my opinion on that movie, you're going to have to listen. You're going to have episode. to sub. You're going to have to sub for it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> if you want to hear Joshua's opinion about, uh, you know, about uh, uh, Back to the Future, you're going to have to, like, pay. And exactly. Sub. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that kind of content. Like, this we give away for free, but you want my opinion on something that's not or Yeah, you got to pay. Yeah, you got to pay. Uh, <laughs> and I really liked it. I think that, like... 
I definitely think that my in, my music taste in like the years of doing the show and knowing you has evolved to also really appreciate that kind of synthy electronic pop, mm-hmm. um, and I I really I'm really digging this record as well. Yeah. Uh, I find myself just like I just put it on and I'm just like sitting there and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is actually really good. Um, it was be, a Reddit thing that said yeah. it was for it, this album is for people in their thirties. Yes, this album <laughs> is for people in their thirties. Um, I just like I'm I'm so curious as to how many people are going to go like go to therapy, uh, you know, after listening to Antihero and realizing that they are the villain. <laughs> All the gays. Um, all the gays. It's like, I'm actually the... I'm I'm terrible. Am I the villain in this story? Am I the villain? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, Reputation was about, like, owning being the villain. Uh, and then, like, owning being, you know, you know, I don't like... You know, like, very... Uh, owning being the villain and not caring about, like, you know, people... What people say about her because that was post-Kanye West, you know, the, uh, post the I Kanye see. West debacle. And so now you get... And so now you get like midnights where it's like, here are all the thoughts that I've had at, you know, at midnight about, about various things and the intimate, most intimate. And so it's curious as to it. it, It's we we are living in a great time because like fucking, you know, Beyonce releases a record that like is like defined that season, like defined that season of this year. And I feel like, um, Taylor Swift coming out with Midnight's is defining this season. It's what I wanted. Um, it's what I wanted uh, Adele's record last year to do, mm-hmm. and it just did not. Yeah, I still don't know what happened to Adele's record. I mean, it just fell flat. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody talked about it. It was like for the week or whatever of its release, but then it just vanished. And then all it was about was the debacle in Las Vegas. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. It just, yeah, it was, there were some good songs on it, but yeah, it just did not hit. Yeah. But whatever, R.I.P. Uh, on to the next project. Yeah, she'll, They'll figure it out, right? Yeah, they'll figure it out. Um, and if not, she doesn't have to ever work a day in her life again if she doesn't no, want to. So absolutely not. Um, all right, but anyways, I just wanted to devote a couple minutes to that because we forgot, and I, uh, uh, yeah, that's our that's the pop culture moment right now. And by the time you're yeah. hearing this, I'm sure it's going to be even yeah. bigger and even more being discussed in the also in the um, world. Like, let's not forget the other good music that came out this month. Uh, Charlie Puth released his new album. Mm. Um, which he's been like working like it's been such a fascinating have you followed any of his working he he has literally been writing the album like on TikTok with collaborations with people from TikTok and it's such an interesting I don't even know who he is um, he's a man so I don't fault you for that Uh, (laughs) uh, he 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 has like it's just really interesting how he's been writing the album and it's his most personal work to date again it feels like someone in their 30s writing this Uh Um, we also get like new music from Betty Who Betty Who released um, a new album which is also really fantastic and Tove Lu or Tove Tove Lo Tove Lu Tuvalu, uh-huh. Tuvalu, Tuvalu also releases a good album as well too. So there's there's a lot of good music. Um, unfortunately, Betty Who and Tuvalu had to compete with Taylor Swift on the same day. But yeah. you know, there's room for everybody. Um, I listened to all three <laughs> already. So um, is that Charlie Booth? Charlie Puth, P U T H. You've probably heard his songs come on in the grocery store. Um, okay. But I would recommend. At, at the very least, like going online and looking at some of his like short the the short videos on TikTok or YouTube where he's like, "Huh, 
like he like isn't he shows how he gets inspired by music yeah uh, like it's like oh i i i heard this sound today and this is what happened so but All right. that's music corner for you i love it um yeah, I will definitely check those out. Thank you. I mean, I, I love um, Tuvalu and, and, and Betty Who, so like that, mm-hmm. I'm, the, mm-hmm. those records I'm totally ready for. Uh, but I'll have to check this Charlie person out. Yay. Um, okay, so I thought with our uh, remaining minutes here in the beginning, you know, our, 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 our just hang, our catch up, mm-hmm. uh, we could talk a little bit about like what we've watched uh, this this uh, Halloween season. I actually watched stuff. I know, I'm super excited. So we will, um, we are going to talk about some of these movies and such in November. November, we're going to devote a bunch of our episodes to to new stuff. So we're going to talk about like Halloween Ends and the Hellraiser um, uh, reboot and the actual Hellraiser because you watch it for the first time. So I can't yeah. wait, can't wait for those uh, those episodes. Uh, but I thought um, so. I will talk about. Um, I am watching that interview with the vampire. Show interview okay. with the vampire. Interview with the vampire. The, the vampire. Oh, it's not a vampire. It's the vampire. Yeah, it's interview with the vampire. Is that what the book is called? Yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. Interview with the vampire. Oh, so was the movie with Tom Cruise a vampire? No, it was always the. Mm-hmm. Okay, my yeah. articles got messed up. I think a lot of people make the mistake calling it interview with a, a vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely heard that before. I'm sure I've called it that before, even not thinking, but yeah, technically it's, it's the interview with the vampire. Um, anyways, now that we've cleared that up, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think I've talked about it on the show cause we've actually never discussed the 1994 interview with the vampire. Uh, Tom Cruise. Movie. I've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a big fan of the book either. Oh. As much as I love vampire shit. Mm, uh, interesting. Not, I'm just, I've never been really into Anne Rice's vampires. Uh, they're just a, a certain type that I don't really, I'm not into like vampire, you know, what is it? Masquerade, like va- of the, va- of the masquerade or whatever. Remember that game or whatever that people, anyways, like Victorian oh. kind of aristocratic, rich vampire, Oh yeah, you know, who are, uh, in constant uh, conflict with their moral, uh, you know, living yeah. forever and eating people. Um, I'm just not into that. You yeah. know, I just ugh, you like a boring. You like a very, you know, uh, libertine lasciviousness of <laughs> you know, um, it, uninhibited. Yeah, kind of like I am undead. Fuck you. Like yes, 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 yeah. yes. I like that vampire as in fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, you know, there was like a queerness in the novel that got you know, sort of taken out of. Obviously, because Miss Cruz doesn't want to, you know, get get, a, get anybody confused or anything about her sexuality. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so it just kind of lacks. And and to me, again, straight vampires—that's completely ridiculous. Like the whole yeah. the concept of a heterosexual vampire is hilarious to me. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess maybe, but come on, if you're going to live like a thousand years, sucking like, fluid, right? It's like you can do whatever you want yeah. at that point. Like morals, human human morals, yeah. b- useless. You're you living know? for hundreds of years, and you're only going to fuck one hole, missionary. No, no like not fuck all the holes. <laughs> 
<laughs> there we go. Uh, title of M. You heard it here. <laughs> yes. Hocus Pocus 2. Title of M. Fuck all, all the, the holes. holes. Yeah. I love it. Uh, anyways, the point is, is that the new series that they're doing, though, even though it does have some of these sorts of trappings, I'm really enjoying it. They've really cranked up the queer elements. Um, I. It is a little weird. So, okay. So, in the original novel, you have the vampire Lestat, mm-hmm. and you have Louis, mm-hmm. who he, like, changes. That's Brad Pitt? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Lestat is Tom Cruise. Yes. Uh, let me just, am I saying this right? I, this is, that tells you my familiarity with it is Yeah, the vampire Lestat. Um, yeah, but I'm just trying to make sure that I, I have the right people. While you look that up, I've I've heard it as like an exclamation. I'm like, oh, the vampire Lestat. And I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, Frankenstein's monster. Uh, but yeah, Tom Cruise plays Lestat and Brad Pitt plays Louis. So I think in the book and in the film, Louis is a, he has like a plantation and he oh, well, has like, he, well, he, fuck him. he grows sugar maybe or something. Hold on, I'm trying to look here. Um, no, whatever. I, I, I don't know. A wealthy, wealthy plantation owner in Spanish Louisiana in the 1700s. So that's kind. Of, that's where the story starts. You so he, he and the um, once he becomes a vampire, like the people that are enslaved on the plantation, like you know, revolt and mm-hmm. the whole thing, burn it down, whatever. Blah 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 blah. So in the new version, one they've kind of moved it up. I think into like either the late 1800s, early 1900s. Mm-hmm. So they moved the time, the setting. They made Louis a Creole man. Um, so yes, you know, and played by um, uh, a black actor, uh, or at least you know, mm-hmm. a, a man of color, gray than worm, a, another white person. Yes, that's right. Oh, it is gray worm. Jesus. Uh, but they kind of traded out. So um, my one of the things that I'm I'm weirded out by by is that. Obviously, like, enslaving other people is completely wrong, but it was in that time and day, like, a something supported by the culture, by society, by the, by laws. Yeah. So when they changed him to this character, they took that element away, and instead he owns, like, a bunch of brothels and, like, illegal criminal businesses that are making him rich, along with his, like, family kind of being... Um, I don't know if they're like old money or what. It's a, it's just a kind of a confusing story. It's a, it takes place in New Orleans. Yeah. There's a certain level in New Orleans during the time of, uh, during like enslavement time, there was a certain class of like freed black people yeah. that, that ruled. And so he might be, he might have been, as someone who has not watched the film or not watched the series, it sounds like he might be from those people who yeah. have, to still have that kind of generational wealth. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting. It's just, they're kind of playing still with like exploiting people mm-hmm. and using, and he's kind of tortured by that. And and this is Louis know. who owns this, or is yes, yeah, yeah. Louis Lestat owns the brothels. Come, yeah, okay. Lestat comes and like you know falls in love. again. It's super queer. Lots of gay shit going on in it. Um, but I'm enjoying it a lot more than I liked either the book or the film. It's just there are things in it that I'm like, hmm, I'm kind of, I'm interested to talk about it with people as it continues to be discussed and out there. But that was something that I was like kind of reading about and talking about with other people. Uh-huh. It's like kind of like, yeah, how you play with like the exploitation of people and um, 
you know, when, when you're going to take that away. Cause they don't want to talk, like I, they really want to avoid mm-hmm. having that kind of conversation about like owning a plantation. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, I think they were trying to get away from that aspect of the story, but they kind of created a whole new conversation. But again, yeah, I don't think it really takes away from the series overall. Like I, I it does add a lot of interesting vibes. I'm just sort of like, I don't know. The choices. 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 But anyways, my point is I'm recommending it. You know, if you want to check it out, it's fun. It's uh, it's a nice update to, to the story. Uh, they're also kind of playing with it. It's almost like a sequel as well because it's like they reference the the original interview as if it like it happened and now he's re-interviewing the guy and now he's telling the honest story. So what the original oh. 70s book interview the vampire is like a lie or something or it's like he 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 didn't tell exactly all the truths so it's revisiting so it's interesting it's got a cool conceit so and that's enough of that i just wanted to throw that out there that's what i watch what Um, have you been watching well hold on before we get to that the one of the um comedians i follow naomi paragon is hosting the official interview with the vampire podcast Mm. that amc is doing oh cool Um, and she's hilarious so i if you I have been watching, I love a good recap show because it adds a little bit more texture. Mm-hmm. Um, offering that up to you if you're looking for people to, you know, look if you're looking for people to uh, talk about the show with. Yeah, I um, like that. Naomi Paragon is hilarious too. So she's bringing her, um, she's bringing her brand of comedy into it. I like it. Um, what have I been watching? Um, I, I haven't found, I haven't been caught up, but since we're talking about TV shows, um, I actually started Reginald the Vampire. Oh, I have it on the box or yeah. you know, on the DVR to watch. Yeah, so I started Reginald the Vampire. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Um, I know it's based off of Fat Vampire, right? The the book, um, which was um, Jackie. Jackie from Jersey Ghouls. She was the one who, who told me about it um, and said that I would really love it as someone who, you know, doesn't really do um doesn't hasn't really you know read uh, a fiction book in a while a novel in a while so um definitely uh definitely gonna pick up the novel after re- after after this um i like that we have like you know a fat <laughs> asian brown like actor playing reginald um the hesitation to just say it that fat, fat vampire I'm not sure where that's coming from. And I'm just still trying to figure it out. Like, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, I started the first two episodes of American Horror Story. And you haven't... Have you started it yet? No, we're starting this... Uh, or we... By the time this comes out, we will have started it. But okay. our TV watch group is del- delayed it a week. Okay. I may have to come to those... I may have to start going back to those watch groups because... You should. I'd love to have your opinion because I know it's very different. It is very different. So, like, Charlie Carver, who's in it, he's also writing on it, which, like, it was tonally different. Like, it did not feel like a Ryan Murphy joint in the same way. Yeah. Um, and knowing now that there's, like, he's a producer on it, he's also writing on it, I'm like, that's probably where the voice is now. And I'm curious to see... I'm curious. We need to watch it together. Yeah. Uh, so I, it just got me really excited, and I'm I'm more than happy to revisit yeah. that again. Um, well, we should, and we'll uh, we'll do we'll do some recaps. You know. Yeah, we'll do a little bit. I we'll like do. It. We'll we'll bring back our AHS recaps. Yeah. Um, 
I know it's it, it feels from what I've read and seen in the in the imagery and all very cruising. Yes, uh, you know it's playing with those sorts of themes. There's so, a there's yeah. there's two scenes in the second episode because they released the first two. There's two scenes in the second episode that are like straight from cruising. Oh, straight uh, from cruising. Yeah, serious. <laughs> that was funny. Um, but it's also it's really gay. It's a lot of beautiful men. Um, wow. Yeah. I mean, it's Ryan Murphy. It's Ryan Murphy. So, you know, you got all that. Um, I had a, I was off the other day and I was like, I'm going to watch a scary movie. Um, so I did, um, I found myself doing an Anton Yelchin, uh, uh, film, retro- fest. film festival <laughs> retrospective. retrospective. And oh, so RIP. I know I should have watched, um, I should have watched Charlie Bartlett after it, but I did his, I should have watched odd Thomas. Actually, I've never uh, seen odd yeah. Thomas, but, um, I did Fright Night, um, which was fun. Like you know, I, it's it's a fun one. It's yeah, definitely it, it definitely like takes away a lot of the queer queerer elements of yeah. the original Fright Night and hyper masculine hyper masculinizes the uh, Jerry the the vampire. Um, but I was like, oh, this is fun. Um, and then I also watched a, a movie that I had never seen before that is always recommended as a, um, a very scary horror film, Green Room. Oh, yeah. With, with uh, Patrick, Patrick Stewart, Stewart and Alia Shawkat and, um, oh my God, I forget his name, but he's like that cute fucking British twink that um, is in everything. But yeah, so he watched that and it was very good. It was very gruesome. Um, it's an A24 joint, which I thought was really cool. Um, cause I'm like, yeah, they're, they, they, they hit out of the park every What is this time. joint thing? Uh, is that your new word of the day? A24 joint? Ryan Murphy joint? Well, the it, joint. It, you ever, you ever watch a Spike Lee movie? It's like, this is a Spike Lee joint. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think I've ever heard you use that nomenclature before. So. Oh yeah. I'm here know, for it. I, thank you. Look at you, Joe, evolving. I know. You know, I contain multitudes. Uh, yes. Anyways, so Green Room, A24 joint. Yeah, it was... <laughs> it was good. I really liked it. Um, that it, I'm, I'm, I'm in my, like, I'm watching horror on my own phase. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that I watched, because it's, it's almost 20 years old. Um, it will be 20 years old in two years. Um, I watched Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman and I remember like being a kid and loving Van Helsing and then I watched it again and I'm like this shit is campy as fuck (laughs) um it's also so good to like have watched everything that it's referencing and then like rewatch it again and I'm like wow we really like we really did this like we really Hugh Jackman really made this movie so those are yeah oh and I was with um, when I was traveling in. Is uh, Anton Yelchin in Van Helsing? No, he's not. Oh, that, okay, that, that okay. was a different. That okay. was a different thing. Sorry, I, I didn't close the book on Anton Yelchin. Um, yeah. yeah, I always wanted to watch Van Helsing. I never have because you know, you know, my love for 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 Miss Jackman, love her. Yeah, and I'm just worried that I will lose some love. <laughs> uh, there's enough shirtless. There's enough shirtless Van Helsing that you'll be yeah. fine. Um. It's Kate Beckinsale with like a really shitty Romany accent, like oh great, <laughs> yeah. It's very like it's not even trying, yeah. like. Um, and I actually started the month of October watching a horror film. I uh, met a buddy, uh, met a good friend in San Francisco, and we watched um, we watched The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Oh yeah, and that 
was that was a lot of fun. Um, I liked it a lot more than I thought, and it makes me want to go. I it makes me want to you know suggest uh, the Conjuring series for uh, another January franchise. Yeah, we definitely should. I like that idea. There's there's a few films in the whole universe of that that I yeah. think we could we could definitely do. Uh, we'll keep that in mind. Yeah, for a nice deep dive. Um, yeah, I was trying to think what else. I, you know, because we've been doing this, like, you know, dedicating this 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 month of episodes to, like, kids stuff, you know, I tried to watch some more things, like... Um, For kids, yeah. Kind of, yeah. Like, uh, I revisited, I haven't seen it in years, Ernest Scared Stupid. Did you ever see that? Do you remember the, like, Ernest yeah. movies? I've watched Ernest Goes to War. Yeah. Where he goes to, like, the Gulf War. <sighs> yeah. And um, Ernest Saves Christmas is my favorite, though. I think that... That tracks. Yeah. Ernest Saves Christmas. I should watch that this year yeah. for my, uh, my yeah. holiday watch that's not... Because I don't think I've seen that. Uh, at least I don't have a... Your non-horror yet. holiday watch. Yeah. But I did watch Ernest Scared Stupid as a kid, and I had not seen it in probably mm-hmm. 25 years or something. Are you going to watch Boo a Medea Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> I did watch those. <laughs> yeah. Though, you know, I will say that I fall asleep to those like I you know because it's just such like yeah. goofy horror you mm-hmm. know go- or goofy movie I mean not mm-hmm. horror oh my god I, I I buried the lead I'm sorry uh, I, I'm sorry I I I, be, I want you to continue your your kid watch no, go ahead but I buried I have we're not done as of as of recording this I'm not finished yet but I've been making my mom watch uh midnight mass oh fun so we're on, we're going to go into see, uh, episode four in the next time we need to watch. But her stipulation is that we have to watch it during the day. Oh, okay. That's so, sweet. so we're watching Aww. when I work from home, we've been watching it on my lunch break. And so we're watching Midnight Mass. And I'm curious as we go on to see how she's going to take it. But um, it's already, it's already terrifying, but she's hooked. I think she's, she's curious about it, especially with the Catholic stuff of it all. Um, and, um, I started, uh, speaking of the Flanagan verse, I've started, um, uh, Midnight Club. Oh, very um, cool. Yeah. I love, I'm loving that. I'm, we've been watching that. I've been enjoying it Yeah, for the most part. I mean, there yeah. are things about it that I'm like, eh, we'll see. Um, but y- I love that book, you know, for 30 yeah. years. So it's really hard to, I've only seen the first episode so far Almost 30 years. I um, say. I've seen, only seen that first episode, but I have to tell you that like, I think that you, I think that in the first episode, your concerns about like the profundity of like a hospice for teenagers, I know it's there, but like at the very end when she's just like, I'm going to walk out of here alive. You know what I mean? Like the cure right. of it all, the myth, that's part of the mystery of it. And that's, mo- I mean, obviously that's the invention of the TV show. So it's got me hooked to see how they're going to do that. Yeah. I, I'm curious to see how it goes. I've seen, you know, reviews and things just saying that you know, it, it is not missing the profoundness of it, but mm-hmm. they're going to do, they're hoping to get a second season. So obviously they're going to continue the story. Yeah. So it's like all these kids are not going to die. By the end, you know, whereas in the book, spoiler alert, yeah. again, 93 or two, whenever it came out, um, you know, they die. Like, that's the point of, of the book. It's not about spooky cults or ghosts or, you know, de- it's about 
kids getting together, telling each other stories in order to live another night, you know, mm-hmm. because they are, they know they're going to die. And it just, it's something that is so beyond other YA fiction that I read at the time. I'm sure there are other things that are just as profound that people yeah. can say, Oh, I read blah, blah author instead. You know, but for me, reading the Min- reading the Midnight Club, like, yeah, it, it just had a, prof- a profoundness that I feel, again, because we're so uncomfortable talking about death, and especially talking about, like, young people dying, yeah. isn't going to get into the show in the same way. Yeah. But I've watched four or five episodes, yeah. and I've put that aside because I actually do think they're handling it in a really cool way. Yeah. So, and give Heather Langenkamp a check. Like, yeah. And I also love that they're all playing different. Like you'll see as it goes along yeah. and they're telling stories and yes. they're, they're the cast in the stories as well. And so it's fun to see people flexing, acting muscles and doing different things. Uh, especially Heather. I love, I just, yeah, it's so cool. So I'm not, I'm not mad at it. And there was no way they were going to capture, you know, millions of people's idea of what the mm-hmm. book was in their head. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just not going to be able to do it. So they, they have to be brave and do their own thing. And uh, so far, yeah, I'm very pleased with it. And I hope it leads to more Christopher Pike adaptations because I know that they asked for quite a few other properties of his to bring into it, mm-hmm. um, which some of them they got, but he denied a bunch of others, a very popular ones because he is expecting them to be optioned. So that's very exciting. Mm. Uh, so they didn't, they they didn't get all of what they wanted. So they're, yeah. So I'm kind of excited by that. Because there are other books that I would love to see. So what you're saying is, it's coming to uh, Huluween. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, we'll see. Um, But I was trying to think what else, other than, um, like, Ernest Scared Stupid. Uh, Yeah, I've just been trying to watch, you know, I rewatched like, The Witches from 1990, and The Witches that they remade. I've just been enjoying, like, kind of doing both. Uh, so our horror movie challenge that we had going this whole month was pairing like, you know, uh, a spooky kids movie with a, with a cognate of an adult horror film. So like Paranorman mm-hmm. and The Sixth Sense or The Witches, The Craft, Suspiria, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, you yeah. know, trying to like do that. So I've been enjoying, like I just rewatched the Suspiria remake the other night. Oh, okay. That was kind of fun. Like I've been revisiting both like kids horror stuff that I liked and, and um, yeah, just trying to watch... Not every day, because I just can't, because it was school and everything else in my life. I can't watch every single day a different yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. Uh, but I've been I've been indulging, and it's been really nice. This I felt I felt much more into the spirit of the season this year, I think, than than yeah. the last couple of years. So nice. yeah. Anyways, all right. Um, any any last thoughts, Joe? No. Okay. Well, then uh, we are going to take a real quick break, and we'll be back to uh, probably have a very quick conversation about Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> What would you do if you had the ability to sync minds with your best friend? A partner? Maybe even a stranger? Would you share the deepest part of yourself with them? I can already read your mind. Then what am I thinking about right now? You're thinking about how much you want people to support our Kickstarter for our first feature film, Sync. You're so right! If we raise the money, we can make an amazing sci-fi thriller about mind syncing and toxic relationships. Support women in film and check out our campaign now. Just go to kickstarter.com and search SYNC, that's S-Y-N-C, or click on the link in our bio on social media and follow us at FemRegard and at SYNC the Movie. Mmm, Fem. All right, welcome back. So uh, we are wrapping up Spooky Season 2022. 
with a long-awaited, uh, you know, 29 years uh, <laughs> waiting for this movie to finally show up, uh, Hocus Pocus 2. Um, I'm surprised they didn't come up with a better, you know, I don't know what, but like Hocus Pocus, the return of the Sanderson sisters or something. You know what I mean? Instead of just two. But whatever. They didn't ask my opinion. Hocus on- Pocus, I put a spell on two. <laughs> I quit. I'm leaving. Wow. Uh, Joe, That's geez. the title of episode. I'm getting out of here. Uh, I'm leaving. I'm done. Okay. Anyways, point is, yes, Hocus Pocus 2. Finally, a sequel to the film we discussed last week called Hocus Pocus. Are you shocked? Um we got Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Jimmy returning, along with Doug Jones as Billy. Yeah. Uh, and that's it. Nobody else, right? <laughs> Nobody else came Sam back. Sam Richardson. No, right? no, I mean the, the comeback. Oh, they, yeah, those yeah, were yeah. the only ones that were in the original. Yeah. Um, you know, Omri Katz, I guess, is too busy. So couldn't get, they couldn't even get like a little guest appearance, not even like a cameo. Well, film. no, I, well, let's be fair. They, they did, they intentionally did not choose to have them in. Right. Right. I know, but I'm just saying. But yes, not, there's that's it. That's for the returning cast. And then yes, yes we get Sam Richardson, delightful, uh, love him. Uh, Whitney Peak, Melissa Escobedo, uh, mm-hmm. Tony Hale, also fun. So we got uh, yeah. Sam and Tony from Veep, super fun, wonderful, uh, and Hannah Waddingham. So that's the uh, you know Disney Plus put it out. The shame none. The shame nuns in this. Yeah, it's a, um, it's like a. So who's that? It's like a requel or whatever they're calling it. Because we get a little bit of a prequel with the with the witches as as children themselves, mm-hmm. and then you know a kind of a new story that's basically the old story with like mm-hmm. a little twist. Yeah, they they didn't stray too far, is what yeah. we're saying. Yeah, and you know, Joe, what did you think? Let's start there, as as always. It was. Appropriately fine. We watched this together, right? We did. <laughs> Kidding. Yes. I know that. Yeah, you know. Fuck you. We knew that. Mm. Yeah, it was appropriately fine. Um, yeah. I, I hashtag hashtag. Um, uh, I, I thought it was. I th- it was a good time. Yeah, you know, I enjoyed it. Super fun. I, I, I think that you know. people need to just shut the fuck up and just watch the movie or not watch the movie. <laughs> like it's fine. Like yeah. What did they expect? Like it's it's also like it, they didn't release it in theaters it would have been i think it was i think it was perfectly placed on disney plus as a disney plus release and not in theaters um it would be fun to do like a one and two back to back oh i would totally go to that that'd be super fun yeah. didn't it, this like broke disney plus records right yeah it was like it the did. number one watched ever premiere exactly yeah people yeah. Like, so it might have done well in the theater if they would have put it out maybe uh, who knows maybe who knows i think that it lent itself more to the small screen than it did to the big screen to yeah. be quite honest no, I, yeah uh, in terms of just effects and things that yeah. you know were going on, but yeah, I thought it was great. Uh, okay. Not great. I thought it was fine. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I I enjoyed. I'd it. watch it again. Yeah. Oh, I will totally watch it again. Uh, I probably will on Halloween, uh, along with uh, all the Halloween stuff that I want to watch that day. Because uh, mm-hmm. I'll be off. I take Mondays off from school and everything. Nice. I don't do anything on those days. I try not to. So yeah. I just I just want to lay around and watch spooky movies, Joe. 
Great. Does that sound fun? Hand out candy to the children? Sure, do what you like. Uh, give away all my free drugs? No, I'm kidding. That does not happen. Stop with that, people. No. Anyways, point no. is... Joshua charges. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to give drugs away to children for free. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyways, the point is that, yes, I... It's, it's like, it is what it is. Yes. It's kind of the same way that I felt about like the that the title of this episode? It is what it, it is. It is what it is. The, uh, we keep, we're coming up with titles on the fly here. But it's like it's kind of how I felt about the Munsters, which we most likely will never probably have like a Fright School episode about. <laughs> so I'll talk about it here for a little bit. Because I did watch the Munsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I felt like why I'm like this just it feels like it's really for kids. Like yeah. So it's like if people are watching this as like adults and like you know the heavily criticizing Hocus Pocus 2 it's like it's not really for us. Like I mean there was enough fan service in it for people who love Hocus Pocus yeah. that of course, you know, yes, it was for us as well in that mm-hmm. way, but it's still a kids movie on Disney Plus. So like come yeah. the fuck down. Uh you know and the monsters. It's like it's a kids movie. Like sure. and again, I do think the Hocus Pocus 2 was better than the monsters, but yeah. I'm just like it kind of it is what it is. So just let it be what it is. Um, so bearing that in mind and having that expectation going into Hocus Pocus 2, yeah, I thought it was super fun. Super fun. Um, I appreciate, like, a retcon. Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, the whole thing with Billy, it's like, oh, but I'm not her boyfriend. Like, yeah. I just, you know, I did this thing this one time, and I'm like, okay, interesting. Interesting thing to retcon. Um, the whole opening sequence with the Sanderson sisters in Salem and the Reverend and all that stuff. Right, as kids. Yeah. I, yeah. Actually, I really enjoyed the 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 uh, young woman, young girl who played... Winifred. Winnie. Yeah, yeah. Winifred. She was <laughs> fun. Super campy. I'm she like, was super oh, campy. I she gets it. That was all. And honestly, I I actually thought that it worked. Like, I was, I'm like, this kind of works. Yeah, it works for me enough. Yeah. Again, I was not expecting some masterpiece Citizen Kane bullshit. Well, whatever. I mean, it's like, it's like Halloween 2, right? It's like, oh, they're brother and sister. Like, oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you have those retcons, but it kind of worked. And overall, for me, the, the movie worked. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Um, I. I was the musical moment. I wish I would have picked a different song. I'm sure they could have found something, but it was still yeah. it was fun just to hear them doing their thing. I do love like I just love the fact that like we're just supposed to buy you know that they're just the anachronisms of it all, right? right? You know, like Kathy and Jimmy, all the comments, even from the first film. Um, something I forgot to mention in the last one was just like you know they when they talk about like the fir- like their. The different anachronisms, like, what, dude? You know, like, all this stuff, and it's just, like... Haven't you been dead for 400 years or whatever? Or yeah. 300 years? Exactly. <laughs> or not even, not even like, dead. Haven't you been, like, you know, in, like, what, some purgatory that Satan's right. keeping you in or whatever? Um, so it's it's funny to, like, hear all of that and, and to unplug my brain. Um, yes. And just enjoy... Yeah. You know, that was that. exactly the point of this whole month. It was just celebrating mm-hmm. movies that are fun and goofy. You know, we don't have to think too hard about them. No, no. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to think about it. Again, I I just really enjoyed it. I like the changes. Again, this is super queer. It's it's also super meta. 
like yeah. referencing having drag queens like compete as the Sanderson sisters. That was very on point. Yeah. Celebrating that queer culture that we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause for what, you know, you put Bette Midler in something, you're going to get queers. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, that's entirely true. That's 100%. The, you can't help it. That's 100% the truth. And again, not that Bette Midler is not free of uh, controversy or problematics. But yeah. I'm just saying she's got a queer following. Uh, it's hard to, I, I get why people give the people that they love passes sometimes. Like I understand the, 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 I know. the knee jerk to do that. Yeah. So you've, um, you've not talked about Madonna's coming out at all. <laughs> that wasn't even news. I don't understand that whole thing of like, I'm just like, she has been doing that for 40 fucking years. People, am I gay? Am I not gay? I'm gay. I'm queer. I'm bisexual. I'm this, I'm that. I mean, who, this isn't shocking. Like, Madonna, stop it. <laughs> That's how I felt about that whole thing. It was just like, girl. <sighs> you're just yelling at your phone, stop it, yeah. while you're like, you know, running well, it's a just all the conversation. Like, face. It was all of like the g- g- clickbaity articles and such. Like, yeah. did Madonna come out? Like, is it 1992? Did the sex book come out again? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Is is she making out with Sandra Bernhardt on national TV again, or whatever it was they were doing? I, I'm just, I'm so confused. Sandra Bernhardt? There was a whole thing back in the day, oh. yeah, that they were like into each other. I don't know. Who can say? But you can find video footage of them kind of being very suggestive with each other on Letterman or something, dressed similarly. How are we talking about this? Oh, our our gay aunties. Is that what it is? Like yes. Bette Midler, Madonna now, share yes. on Twitter, being your drunk your favorite drunk aunt. Um Anyways, the point is, is that, uh, yes, it was just, it, this is a total, like, nostalgia grab and, like, fan service thing. To my other point, though, so this movie is also about a couple of virgins lighting a black can- flame candle, but the movie doesn't center around that as much. No. And it doesn't also make fun of them throughout the whole thing. So I was like, ah, it is different. Their virginity is just incidental. Right, yes. It's like, of course they are. They're young girls. Of course they're virgins. Lighting candles. There is I mean, one joke is, that Sam Richardson's character makes where it's just like, you know, I I can't light it. Like <laughs> No, it's true. Like, I mean, there's still those like adult like moments, yeah. but it's just not as preoccupied with the virginity. Yeah. It was discussion. about sisterhood. The right. whole the whole film. The whole thing. Um <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, this is another thing kind of like the craft, you know, the craft legacy. It kind of reminds me of that. Mm. You know, how you have, like, the the girls and, like, you know, they're taking care of each other and, like, wanting to really be a sisterhood. And it's not really about them, like, the the original craft movie kind of becomes about one of them becoming warped and then they, like, turn on each other and there's that, like, the damaging effects of the magic. This mm-hmm. is still, like, we're coming together and emp- empowering each other. Yeah. Um, I was sad not to see more of the witch in the beginning. The, um... Ah, uh, the shame nun. Uh, Hannah Wanningham. Yeah, I liked her character. She was fun. I'm like, can we get more of yeah. her? I like this sort of, like... <laughs> uh, although, of course, anytime you have... It's such like an obvious thing mm-hmm. to be like, you could do all the spells in this book except one. Yeah. Eat everything here except that one apple. You know, yeah. it's just like, well, now we know where this is going to end up. It's like, like it kind of telegraphs the end. It's like Aladdin. Like you can have any of the treasure. Just don't touch the lamp. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ugh, greediness. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Sorry. I was just kind of looking here. 
No, that's not what happens in Aladdin. Daniel's listening to this right now. What happens in Aladdin is only touch the lamp. Don't touch any of the other treasure. Uh, that's what happens in the lamp. I'm not seeing in that Aladdin. movie in like 30 years. So I was not I was not prepared to correct you. So I'm glad that you corrected yourself. Correction corner. Yes. Self-correction corner. We exactly. enjoy it. I would like to thank uh, my uh, community for holding me accountable in this time. As yes. I, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Ginger Minj, Cornbread, and Kimora Hall. People mm-hmm. kept saying, I kept, for some reason, people thought that was Plastic Tiara. I'm I like, thought it was Plastic Tiara. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was Kimora Hall. Yeah. Um, mm. Now who's racist? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't want Kamara Hall to have any legitimacy. Um, uh, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that it was fun though. That moment was yeah. was was it was just fun to see them and again yeah. to think about how far we've come. Like this movie is just like kind of mind-blowing to me, like, mm-hmm. seeing all the different parts of it, like, when you compare it to the original, um, just to see how much has changed, like, mm-hmm. who the leads are, the conversation that's happening, yeah. having drag queens in, like, a Disney... It, instead of just yeah. inspiring drag queens, they're now there, yeah. getting paid <laughs> to be in the film. It's just, it's, yeah, it was, it was kind of cool. Like, those kinds of moments, like, yeah. for me, of, like... As much as I get down on the mainstreaming of our culture to some degree, just yeah. because of all the reasons I've explained in the past, of just it's challenging, uh, you know, to see us change. Yeah. Um, it's also it's 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 kind of cool. You know, there's going to be kids out there that are going to see this movie and uh, you see important representation. Sure. In a lot of different ways. So I thought that was really really fun. Um, also, like, I saw the twist coming a mile away with um, Sam Richardson's character. I was like, "Don't trust this guy. Something's up." Yeah, with don't him. trust the don't trust that man. Uh, I knew I knew it was gonna be um, um, him uh, that he that he would be behind. You know, some yeah. of this uh, obviously because he's black, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Although we could, I mean, that could be a whole other conversation. Disney, okay? Yeah. Why is he the one that's got to be the tricky dude? Why, uh, you know, like yeah. what's happening here? <laughs> no, but it was just like it was kind of telegraphed. Like something is up yeah. with this guy. Um, but he had a similar redemption the way Billy had a redemption. Of course, so yeah. I think, no, they were, they, I think they were combining things. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of retelling of the same yeah. story. So they didn't move too far away from the trees, so to speak, or whatever the appropriate metaphor would be for kind of remaking a movie. Yeah. Um, Man, any other story? I mean, this just came out, so we're still... You know, we're still processing. We're gonna be it. processing it for a bit. And again, if you hated it, then fine. Yeah, I don't care. That's yeah. Fine. We don't care. We don't care. Hate don't it, come. Don't in. hate it. Yeah, hate it. Don't hate it. Like it's been really annoying. There've been people who have been really like coming, who have a lot of really strong opinions about shit, and I'm just kind of like, okay, like I'm may not have the same opinion as you, so get upset about it, <laughs> but it's not gonna change my opinion. It's only going to vindicate me, validate me more. I don't know where this is coming from. I'm kind of working through something I know, right I now. hear you. Like, suddenly it's group therapy um, that I did not consent to be part of. Um, no, contrarianism is the internet's religion. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. If yeah, people want let's to... Let's put that on a t-shirt. Right? If people want to hate on shit, like, that's whatever. I just don't care. On the front, it'll say, contrarianism is the internet's religion. On the back, it'll say, no, it's not. <laughs> 
Oh, Joe, that's good. I, I enjoy that. So, again, I I like the movie. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Is it like some new classic? I don't know. No. We never know that. We don't. I mean, we will know in 29 years when they try to remake yeah. it. When, when other they, children watch it and grow up When they it. resurrect the real Bette Midler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Drag her out of her coffin for what one if, last like, go around. What if like Bette Midler dies and then like some fucking gay is like in a cemetery lighting a candle, right. thinking it's you know I'm a virgin, I'm a virgin, I've only done oral. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm like deafening our listeners this episode. You're gonna have to like go I know and, like, fix this so we're not <laughs> yelling in people's ears. Or I'll turn it up. Oh yeah. Joe's got a real. That's the great sense. strategy for the podcast is to deafen the listeners. <laughs> yes. Uh, Lord. Anyways, that's kind of really all I got. There wasn't much to do a real deep dive yet into this. It's got to. It's got to sit out there a while and gather. Yeah. You know, cultural analysis. When we have Kathy we Jimmy on, uh, we'll we'll talk about this. Yeah, again. we'll see what she thinks about witches now. Yeah, because she was like, yes. "Did you see that old?" I, I, I was. Yeah. She didn't want to offend real yeah. witches. I love it. Um, special. She's see, a, she's special. See, I know us. It's like we can't get Bed Midler. We sure as shit ain't gonna get Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> but we could probably get Kathy and Jimmy, mainly because she's from San Diego. Yeah. And like Kathy and Jimmy, like give her all the checks. Like get, let's get her working again. Yeah, I love her. Aren't they supposed to do a reboot of King of the Hill? I think she's going to be part of that. I read, oh, I heard. Well, they're making a Sister Act 3, so... Is that really happening? That's really happening. Okay. I thought it was like, um, you know, another fake poster. Because people keep saying that Death Becomes Her is getting remade. I'm like, you know, fuck you. That's not happening. Um, But yeah, that's exciting. Joe, we're going to have to go see that. We'll do a Sister Act 1, 2, and 3 yeah. movie marathon. Won't that be fun? Yeah. Um, I saw her daughter, Samia, um, S-A-M-I-A, Samia, mm-hmm. um, perform. She opened, she, she ha- she's a musician, singer, songwriter, music person. Uh, she opened for Sylvanesso here. Oh, very I'm not cool. sure if she was on the whole tour or if she was just here. I, I don't know. Maybe, most likely she probably was touring with them. Uh, and she was really good. She nice. was, yeah, she was very talented. And then I was looking her up, and I was like, oh, she's Kathy and Jimmy's daughter. What? Uh, so, yeah, I kind of just wanted to throw that out there. So nice. she's she's pretty cool. I, I would check out her music. Uh, oh, she's going to be touring with Maggie Rogers. That's cool. Oh, that's a big deal. That's yeah. a big deal. Good for her. Uh, she'll put out a new record next year. Yay. Anyways, uh, Hocus Pocus 2. Yeah, watch it. Yeah. Or don't. Or don't. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I recommend it. I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. Get your get get your children together on Halloween. Play Hocus Pocus one, Hocus Pocus two, and right as they're laughing, slit their throats and uh, you know drink their blood and still young forever. There we go. I this is a great plan, Joe. And now you've revealed it to all. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, happy Halloween, dear listeners. And um, I hope it was a good spooky season for you. I hope you watched lots of things that made you happy. Uh, I hope you ate lots of candy and um, are now in a good state of mind to begin the fucking holiday season and seeing your families. And 
And thanks for <laughs> being on this journey with us and continuing to be on this journey with us. You know, six years of Fright School. Um, I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, really, can't believe it. Yeah. And uh, here's to... need to, to fucking, like, matriculate out of here. What's going on? I know. What the fuck? I'm a super senior. I can't imagine doing this with anyone else. Joshua, you know I adore you. Yes. Happy, happy, happy anniversary. Bye. Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. <laughs> listening to the Geekscape Network.